It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to give you a little bit of help and a little bit of hope on your journey of faith. And today we're going to talk about doubt. Now, I think we all know the story of Thomas and his doubt about the Lord's resurrection, but what's your story? Do you have doubts about God? Is that cross you're carrying today heavy enough that you might be wondering where God is in all of it? Doubt is uh, probably something all of us have to deal with. The danger is that our doubts can lead us into despair and away from the Lord. So how do your doubts impact your faith? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, our spiritual director, Father Matthew Witter. Father Matthew, a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, currently the parochial vicar at St. John Newman, St. William, St. Joseph, and St. Mary, all in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Father Matthew Witter, welcome to The Inner Life. How you been doing? Hey, Chuck. Uh, doing well. Doing well. Good to, good to be with you and all the, the listeners today. Yeah, I always love having you on the program. So thanks again for, I'm going to guess, is a pretty busy schedule to take a little bit of time and join us here on the program. As we do every day, we'll open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience uh, to join us. Uh, your experience of doubt. We'd uh, love to hear your story. And you know what? Maybe you have some doubts right now. But again, we'll uh, get those lines open here in uh, just a moment. But uh, Father Matthew, get us started as we talk about doubt and our faith. Is it a fair question? I mean, is it normal, I guess, for us to, to uh, doubt in God? Yeah, and, and opportunities for doubt come in, in all kinds of, of <laughs> forces uh, towards us at, at, uh, at different at times. And, and as, as you said, Chuck, in, in the, kind of the, the lead-in is that it's, it's discouraging. It's discouraging when we have that, uh, that battle of faith. And when we are doubting, you know, the challenges for us spiritually is that usually you know, moments when we're doubting, life is not as good as in moments when we have faith. Uh, and so it, it's, it's a, a battle that we all have. And one of the things that, that we want to focus on is how do we change doubt from, help me to understand, Lord. Maybe, you know, I don't understand everything, you know, I don't know why everything is happening, but help me to understand. I believe in you, but help me to understand. Well, and then I wonder, does does God get upset with us if maybe we're doubting our faith? Well, God not, wants nothing more than to lead us into a deeper, deeper relationship with Him. And, and we talk about, you know, the, the reality of faith and, and, you know, maybe to put it in a everyday term, you know, faith, we can look at it like someone that, that you love, you know, the, the husband and wife, and they're entering into marriage, and they, they kind of make that, that uh, act of, of faith in each other, and, and they say yes. And one of the most, you know, topsy-turvy moments that can enter in is when all of a sudden, you know, spouses doubt the love of the other. And right away, it's kind of like a, a shipwreck, right? There's, there's waves in it, and it's difficult. And that person, you know, they, they want to do what they can to kind of to repair that and to try to, you know, to, to repair that, that, that bridge that's been in there. So doubt happens, and it's like, Lord, how do we, how do we move from doubt to 
I trust in you, Lord, but help me to understand. Help me to understand. Father Matthew Witter is our spiritual director on The Inner Life today. We're talking about doubt. Let's uh, open up our phone lines. It's a toll-free phone number sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company, 888-914-9149. If you'd uh, like to uh, join us on the program today, and as we talk about doubt, what is your experience of doubt? And maybe you're dealing with doubt right now. What's the story, and how can we help you? Then when have you uh, been able to deal with doubt, been able to sort it out and draw closer to the Lord in the end. Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149, our email address, life at relevantradio.com. So, Father Matthew, I I wrote it down talking about doubt. Opportunities. <laughs> Talk about that if, if you would, uh, that when we have our doubts, uh, is it really an opportunity to grow closer? It's, that's, that's exactly it, that even in our doubts, even in our struggles, even in our questions, that's the very spot that, that Jesus has just, you know, you know to, to go back to Thomas, the example, you know, in the midst of his doubt, Jesus asked him, you know, to you know, place your finger right here, in, you know, in my side, in, in my wounds. And, and so many times, Jesus treats us that, that same way, ministers to us the same way he, he ministered to Thomas. You know, wherever that, that doubt is, that wound, that, that question, that hurt, you know, that's, that's right where Jesus has, like, a breakthrough of grace. There's, a, there's something in there that Jesus wants to show about himself, that he wants to, he wants to use that to strengthen us uh, in faith. Um, and the first step is letting him, like, to let him, to let him do that, that God can bring good even out of our doubts, but to, to let him um, minister to us, uh, speak to us within, within the questions that we can have. Yeah, and then so, Father Matthew, as we uh, talk about doubt, what are the dangers? Uh, I mean, certainly uh, you talked about discouragement, but I guess uh, the doubts can get so big, the crosses we're carrying can be so heavy that we really kind of move uh, into or close to despair. Yes, and and so this is you know, the challenge with doubt is when we when we go to that that point of despair where we 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 give up, we question the existence of God. Life is very difficult, you know, with God, believing in God, you know, being in a state of grace, we, you know, there's still challenges, right? And then in those moments where all of a sudden we're, we're doubting God and we've, we've maybe moved away from the practice of the faith, yikes, it gets really hard, right? Uh, it gets really hard. And so, um, and then usually it kind of compounds itself because then we're, we're not as happy, we're not as joyful, and the very person that can bring us back, we're, we're pushing away. And, and that's just what we do as human beings. That's what we do. That's, that's human nature. Um, but you're right, Chuck, so often despair and discouragement, you know, then that, that's kind of the nail in the coffin that just kind of buries us. And, and the very person that can help us get out, um, we're afraid to turn to. We don't want to turn to. We, don't, we perhaps don't believe in. Um, but, but Christ even when we doubt, he seeks to meet us in it uh, and minister to us. Father Matthew Witter, our spiritual director, if you're just joining us on The Inner Life today, talking about doubt, and uh, phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. What's uh, been your experience of doubt? And maybe you know what, you're dealing with that right now. Well, what's the story, and how can we help you walk through that? Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888 914 
four nine. And then I guess one of the things I wanted to ask you about, Father Matthew. I know, I know. For me, sometimes when when there are doubts, and let's just be honest, don't we all, to some degree, kind of uh, walk through um, some of that at some point? But for me, I find myself saying, "Yeah, but I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be doubting. I'm a strong Catholic. I'm a strong Christian. I love the Lord. And yeah, I do. I do have some doubts at times. I wonder." Does it help us to just name that, just to recognize wherever we are in our journey of faith, to name it? Yes, whatever I'm going through right now, whatever cross I'm carrying, yeah, I do have a few doubts. Does it help us to do that? You're, you're right on, Chuck, and I'm glad, I'm glad that you mentioned that because, you know, God does not come to us, Jesus does not come to us as we, like, think that we should be or as we wish we were, perhaps, like, Jesus meets us in the everyday reality of wherever we're at. And if we don't bring the real reality of where we're at um, before him, like, he can't help us. And so, like when you said that, uh, to name it is, is right on. If we're, we're, we're having that doubt and it happens, of course, that's, that's it's human nature, but we've got to bring it to the Lord. We've got to name it. Um, we sometimes, like you said, I'm a good Catholic. I'm you know, ashamed to say this, but we, we, have to, we have to name it because... Jesus loves we loves us as we are, not how we wish we would be or think we, you know, think we should be. He loves us where we are, and that naming it uh, allows Jesus to enter into the, the conversation in a more tangible way. We are talking today about doubt, and uh, what's been your experience of doubt? And uh, the truth is, maybe you're going through some of that right now, but what's your story, and can we help you with that? Then, when have you been able to deal with doubt, been able to sort it out, and draw closer to the Lord? Father Matthew Witter is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Just a reminder that our Relevant Radio toll-free studio line is sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company. More information about their cell phones and monthly plans, all available at charitymobile.com. Thanks for joining us, Chuck Neff, uh, on The Inner Life today. Jim Shaper sitting in the producer's seat. Lucas Holt answering your phone calls today. And Father Matthew Witter is our spiritual director. Father Matthew, one of our regular contributors, a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, talking today about doubt. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. So what's been your experience of doubt? And maybe you know what you're going through that right now. What's your story? How can we help? We are here to do that for you today. Then uh, when have you been able to deal with doubt? When have you been able to sort it out and then really draw closer to the Lord. Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Don't forget you can email us in or life at relevantradio.com. So, Father Matthew, let's uh, head to the phones. And Francis, listening in Pennsylvania, thank you for the call. It's nice to have you on the program today. Good morning. I'm grateful I was able to get through. 
Um, I'm having doubt right now. I'm having a lot of trouble right now. Part of it is the isolation and not being able to be in church at Mass and take communion. But um, I've had a lot of stress and a lot of problem with my faith for years. I was away for 20 years. I've been back for 30 and uh, uh, was divorced in the meantime and remarried, and that's where my problem has come in. My petition was denied, and uh, I have not been able to um, put another petition in or find out what more I can do. And I worry about it. I wake up in the morning thinking, I hope God lets me see my son before he puts me in hell because I have done all this. And my thoughts keep going back to when I was younger, you know, the way I spoke to my mother when I was a teenager and other things. Uh, and I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired and I need, I need a way to stay there. And I don't know what to do. It sounds like you're in a really tough spot right now, Francis. You, you mentioned you're, first of all, you're you're kind of isolated. I, I imagine with kind of a quarantine situation, you're not able to see your your son. Age where I'm very susceptible. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and and you said you were you were away from the faith for 20 years, and the last 30 years you've you've been back. Uh, can I can I ask yeah. what? What what brought you back to the faith when you think back? I lived in a small town uh, in Ohio. My husband had been transferred, and um, I kept passing this this Catholic church on certain certain trips where I had to go down for groceries, whatever. In this little town we lived in, and one day I just got the feeling you should go in there sometime, uh-huh. and I kept getting that feeling. And I thought, you're supposed to go in here. And so I did. And I went to Mass. And eventually I spoke to the priest and um, told him my situation. And uh, he helped me to get uh, permission from higher up to be able to, to, to take the sacrament. And I even delivered communion. But that's how I got back. It was, he was pulling me or someone was and I finally took that step and I have never missed mass since then unless there was just no way I could go and now I'm watching mass on TV and it's just not I'm sorry I was go ahead go ahead I was gonna I was just gonna comment that uh, you said um, just talking about your story and coming back to the faith you heard that that voice within you say you know you should go in there uh, you're, you know, you're supposed to be here, yeah. and and that was. The, it wasn't. It wasn't a voice. Yeah, it wasn't a voice. It was a feeling, and it was like, yep. I need to get inside. I need to to be here, and and see what I can do, or what God can do for me. What God can do, and and I I wonder if if right now within this 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 same situation you're in, and, and we think back, you know, those there's 30 years ago. You, you were in a really difficult spot, and you know the Holy Spirit, you know, put a word on your heart, gave you that that sense. And I, I wonder, you know, right now, I think that the Holy Spirit 
you know, wants to give a, a similar message. The times are different, obviously, with 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 COVID, and and I'm not sure if your your church is, like you said, you're you're highly susceptible. Um, but I wonder right now what what that voice of God God has spoken to you before, and it sounds like from you know the the after effects of that that it was it truly was God's voice that that wanted you to come back, and it's been fruitful, and. God has spoken to you in the past, and He's going to continue. Like He still wants to give you um, a word, and maybe that's that's the starting point. Is okay, Jesus, you've spoken to me before. You know what? What's the word that you're giving me now? Can I ask how's your how's your prayer life been? I say my rosary every day. I read something religious every day. Um, there are some times when, even when it's not something religious, where there will be a sentence that says, yeah, that's exactly what I needed to know. That's exactly something that I can do. But when I would go to church and I would go in early and be there almost by myself, I would sit there and it seemed like all I would say over and over was, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please help me. And there was one time, I swear this happened, when I saw on the crucifix, I saw him move, and I just choked up. And uh, that has not happened again, but that particular time it did. But yes, I I'm trying to, um, and I go to mass, uh, and I and there are a lot of of priests and other people out there, podcasters who answer and talk about different questions and problems and so forth. I have learned so much about my religion that I feel like I've never known. And that, again, is inspiring. But then during the night, something goes through my brain that just wakes me up in the morning and I'm thinking about something troublesome. Yep. Yep. And so one of the things I can tell you, Francis, you're in a difficult situation, but you're, you're on the right track. You're seeking God. The rosary is is gold. Don't let uh, don't stop praying that rosary. That does more good than than any of us know. Uh, so keep keep praying the rosary. And when you when you get those those words, you know when you read something, when there's that impression on your heart, write it down. Write it down because you, you want to remember it. And many times the the night time can be a very very difficult time where the devil tries to sneak in and tries to put like you alluded to a thought in our mind. And you know it's very important when we wake up to say you know that is not not reality that it's it's not reality, um, but to hold on to you know these experiences from the past you know that that impression you know you need to go in there that sense of that experience you had with with the crucifix, especially in difficult times those are moments where you can point to personally where Jesus showed Himself to you and and especially in, in moments of doubt and moments of uncertainty cling to. Uh, those those kind of pillars um, of faith where God has, um, without a doubt, showed himself to you. 
Yeah, and Francis, uh, we're going to hit our bottom of the hour here. I've got a follow-up question I want to ask. Uh, Father Matthew, I'm going to save it for the other side. If you want to stick with us uh, through the break, uh, we would invite you to do that. We've got more phone calls, too, by the way. So hang in there with us and uh, let us do a little relevant radio business, and then we will uh, take care of phone calls and uh, get to uh, just a little bit of a follow-up here on uh, Francis's phone call. Father Matthew Witter is our spiritual director, talking about doubt today, what's been your experience with doubt. Maybe you, as Francis is, are you're dealing with that right now. But if you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We'll be right back after these messages. If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And welcome back. Thanks for joining us on The Inner Life. Father Matthew Witter is our spiritual director. Father Matthew, a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. He is a parochial vicar of four parishes in Waukesha, Wisconsin, St. John Newman, St. William, St. Joseph, and St. Mary. And uh, talking today about doubt, phone lines are open if you would like to join us. What's been your experience of dealing with doubt? And maybe uh, you're dealing with some of that right now. What's the story? How can we help? We're here to uh, do that. Uh, if you'd uh, like to join us on the program today. And then when have you been able to deal with doubt? Been able to sort it out and really draw closer to the Lord? We'd love to hear that story. Again, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. And you can email us, uh, innerlife at relevantradio.com. So Father Matthew Witter, just to follow up here on Francis. And if you're just joining us, Francis called in from Pennsylvania, dealing with a lot of doubt in her life, uh, certainly stress in her life, the isolation that so many of us are going through right now is not helping. Um, and uh, she uh, said she's tired. And oh, God bless you, Francis, when you said that, uh, don't we all just get tired sometimes? Yeah, we do. Shake your head. Yes, everybody. And I can just uh, so identify with that. We just get tired uh, with everything that's going on in, in our respective lives. And um, Father Matthew, she also said, and I'd like you to talk about this. She said she keeps looking to the past. She remembers when she was a, a little girl and maybe didn't uh, talk uh, so well to her mother. But can you talk a little bit about the regret? that we might have in our lives when we do look to the past. And uh, I don't think the Lord wants us to do that. I think if we've been to confession, I think if we've dealt with that, it uh, was left on the floor of the confessional. It's something that uh, really is not productive when we deal with regrets and uh, look to the past. Yep, yep. And you said it, Chuck, you know, Jesus has given us the sacraments like the sacrament of confession so we don't have to look back with, with doubt, you know, that, that our sin, they're still, you know, being held against us, um, Christ is, Jesus wants nothing more than to, to free us, and confession is one of the ways of doing that, but even even after sometimes making a good confession, we can still be troubled with, with the doubt and, and the what-ifs, and there's the, the kind of famous St. Augustine quote that's attributed to him, every, you know, every saint has a past, every sinner has a future, and that's certainly, you know, where we find ourselves, you know, we, we all have a past, 
uh, and we all have a future with with Christ. And so it's 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 so easy when you talk about um, you know, things that can discourage us. Yeah, yeah, many times it's just ourselves. So we we just get so discouraged with ourselves, and many times it is our past. But uh, Christ is our Redeemer, and to let Him uh, be our, our our Savior. Yeah, and uh, Francis, I want to bring you back into the conversation. Does that help you at all today? It does. Um, yes, it does. Um, I do have one more question that may relate to this. Yeah, sure, um, you bet. Go ahead. Everyone says, love love Jesus, you know, and one of the main things Jesus said was love, love thy neighbor, etc. Well, how do you how do you love an entity that you've never seen? I I had at times have had that intense feeling of caring and loving Jesus, but most of the time it's just kind of level, like you would care about a friend, but where's that deep love that that the priests talk about and encourage you to have? And I think if I if I could just feel that, you know, on occasion, like I did when I saw the crucifix uh, uh, situation or the calling to walk into that church, if I could feel that on occasion, I think that would be such such a wonderful thing because it, it felt so wonderful at the time, and you think, why is it not there all the time? And, and, so and you, and you feel like that would that would lift you up, you know. Yep, that's a that's a great, and I, I appreciate you asking that question, Francis, because I think that's something that a lot of people are, you know, would would ask and and would have on their hearts. And I'll offer two things. One is in, in the spiritual life. What's interesting about the spiritual life is that. Christ, Jesus wants us to love him for who he is. And what that means is that sometimes as we get deeper into the spiritual life, Jesus at times will take away some of those, for lack of a better word, kind of warm, fuzzy feelings, because he's kind of asking that question. This is, this is as we go deeper into the spiritual life. Do you love me for me, or do you love me because I, you know, I make you feel good? Like, pardon the, maybe the, the bad image, but like, like candy or something like that. And so it, it's... In the, in the spiritual journey, many times as we're beginning that journey, Jesus gives us those experiences like that. And, 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 and part of it as we go deeper is many times they still happen, but, but not as frequent because he, he wants us to love him for who he is. That, that's the first thing. The second thing is and to make part of your prayer life is because w- w- Jesus certainly wants us to, to, to feel that love. He does. And, and it's, it's the Holy Spirit you know, to receive the Holy Spirit, that, that um, the, you know, the, the, the Holy Spirit is, is the love of God. The Scripture says that the love of Christ has been poured out through the Holy Spirit. And so two, two prayers that I might suggest. It's a very simple prayer, you know, just to pray, you know, come Holy Spirit, fill my heart. Come Holy Spirit, fill my heart. Um, and to just meditate on that, that simple prayer, come Holy Spirit, fill my heart. And another thing is, you, you mentioned before, you, you, prayed, you prayed the rosary every day. Beautiful. The, the rosary, I, I'm convicted, is, is very much a prayer of the, of the Holy Spirit. Because at, at Mary's Annunciation, you know, the, it was the Holy Spirit that came upon her. And so there is, um, we, we often focus, and, and rightly so, with, with Jesus and Mary. But do not forget that Mary is the spouse of the Holy Spirit. 
And so even in, in the rosary, too, just ask the, the Holy Spirit to make that kind of part of your intention to come upon you as it came upon um, our dear Mary. Yeah. Well, and it's, a lot of the great saints, uh, Father Matthew, the dark night of the soul we hear from uh, St. John of the Cross, a lot of uh, great saints went through some very dry periods where they couldn't, uh, to use uh, Francis's words, feel the presence of the Lord. So she's probably yeah. in pretty good company here, I would guess. She, she's in good company, and, and I know I'm going back to it again, but even the rosary, you know, the, the powerful prayer of the rosary kind of gives us that the road of, of holiness. There's the joyful mysteries where, you know, Mary encounters her mission, and then what does it turn towards? The sorrowful missions, mysteries, and then we have the glorious mysteries. But isn't that often how, how life is? There's the, the joyful, and then all of a sudden, yep, there's this, the sorrowful elements of life, and so we pray through those, and we know that, you know, the glorious, but it's interesting how the rosary many times follows the pattern of our own soul. You know, it goes up yeah. and down. Well, and I wonder, too, uh, Francis talked about waking up in the middle of the night. Does it help us just to put the rosary on our nightstand, have it close by? That's a beautiful, that's a great insight, Chuck, to have a, a sacramental, to have a, a rosary, a St. Benedict medal, the crucifix. Uh, but the rosary is especially close because we can have it, you know, we could almost have it right, right in our hand. You know, we could fall asleep with it almost. Yeah. So that's a great insight, Chuck. Yeah. Francis, God bless you. Thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, thank you for sharing uh, your story with us today on The Inner Life. We do appreciate that. Father Matthew Witter, our spiritual director. Father Matthew, a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, talking about doubt today. And toll-free, if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Before we get back to um, some more phone calls, just a reminder, Friday this week is our deadline for you to enter the drawing for a free nativity set. Uh, we at Relevant Radio are going to be giving away 200 nativity sets to 200 lucky listeners. We want to make sure that you um, have yours in plenty of time to display it outside your home all through the Advent and Christmas seasons. And yeah, we know it's not Halloween or All Saints Day or Thanksgiving yet, but we just want to be sure that if you're a winner, that we get that to you in plenty of time. And you can enter by going to our website, relevantradio.com slash nativity. And this nativity set, by the way, valued at more than five. $200. 200 lucky listeners are going to receive one, and we just need you to, to enter by going to the website and, again, uh, relevantradio.com slash nativity. This is a great way to say Merry Christmas to your entire neighborhood with your own beautiful hand-painted nativity set right in front of your home. Again, enter at relevantradio.com slash nativity. Father Matthew, let's uh, head back to the phones, and uh, where are we going, guys? Let's go to Sam, listening in uh, Michigan. Hi, Sam. Thank you for calling. Thank you for waiting, and welcome to the program today. Good morning or afternoon. Um, I, I've been fighting for custody for two and a half years for my grandson that was um, abused horribly, and sometimes I just get overwhelmed and fearful that God don't fear me. You said for two years you've been going through this. Yeah. And my little grandson's 11, and he's, he's suicidal, and he says that if they force him to go back, he'll kill himself. And it's, I pray every day. I pray to St. Anthony and St. Pio and St. Jude and Mary and Joseph. And well, I say these prayers to Jesus. Enough. Sometimes I just 
feel that he doesn't hear me. And I beg. You know, Sam, you, you it's apparent you have a lot of love in your heart. You have a lot of love in your heart. And I my heart goes out for what you've been going through. I mean, first just the discovery of the the abuse that your that your grandson has endured. I mean it sounds like it's has been bad. And then this fight um, to get custody. How is your prayer life? Like you mentioned, you've been praying to St. Anthony, St. Jude. Um, do you feel like that God has spoken into it or God has given you any, the word would be like consolation or any sense of of his presence within this? Yes, he has. He um, is just Satan attacks me at night and and I and I just start praying, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy. And I just I go to sleep with a prayer in my mouth. I wake up with one. Oh. I know he hears me. It's just sometimes I get my my I lost my family because of my my fighting for this young man. That's very smart. He's the top of his class. And he deserves a good life. And I have a priest that counsels with him with hate, and I try to make sure he does hate his mom as, as he says he does. And I try to do everything I can to make sure that he's a healthy young man. He's a straight-age student. Wow. And uh, I just, they're going to make a decision this week, and I just pray that she hears what the doctor told the judge, that he said he would kill himself, and I don't want him to do that. He's only 11. Oh. Those are the worst worst words that a parent, a grandparent, someone can hear. Um, and maybe a God incidence within this is, is that, you know, you, the issue is before the court. It's an issue that's that's out there. It can be dealt with. And I, and I think you mentioned this week is going to be the next hearing. Um you know, we're gonna hear all the listeners. We're gonna we're gonna pray a prayer for um, for your grandson. Please, God, that the next that the right decision be made. Um, you have a you have a just hearing your faith. You know, I, I pray at night, Lord Jesus. You know, have have mercy. Uh, you, I wake in the morning. You have an incredible amount of faith. You probably have more faith than um, than a lot of us. Um, the faith that you have in this process and the the love that you have is is admirable and uh, it, it's important that you hear that you i know it doesn't feel like you might have faith or where are you god but but your your faith is is strong uh, there's there's no doubt about that there's no doubt yeah. about that yeah uh, sam i'm curious if you don't mind are you able to see him on a regular basis i'm curious Who's who's that? Uh, your grandson. Are you able to see him on a regular basis? I have I have I have temporary custody. Okay. And um, I he, no, he's with me. And um, when they were forcing him to see his mother and forcing him to counsel with her, he refused. And they used that against me, saying that I didn't force him to 
participate in this, but it's a fight because he's, he has post-traumatic stress and he has um, anxiety disorder and um, sleep disorder and he has nightmares. And, and uh, oh my, the one, his one aunt that was fighting for um, on our side turned against me and Satan, I mean, just call me a liar and just, she beats me down. And it's like, God help me. But I can't, I can't turn my back on a little boy. I can't. I spent all my life savings and I owe so much to the lawyers that I can't stop. I can't let this child be abused anymore. It's got to stop here. My daughter was abusive. My granddaughter's abusive and it can't, it can't go on. You have you have a big heart, Sam, and you are you are right in the midst of the sorrowful mysteries. And uh, you know, I think of you as as Mary at the cross. You know, she was not going to leave her son, you know, alone. Uh, she was there, and and so I would just just invite you just to especially to to draw close to Mary, uh, because as a, as a mother and grandmother. You know, I think you're right at the cross. You're right at the cross right now. Yeah. And Sam, uh, just in the interest of confidentiality, I don't want you to get too specific uh, on the air, but uh, the hearing is this week. Is that correct? Could you tell us what day it's going to be? So October, October the 12th. October the 12th. Okay. So yeah. I'm putting it on my calendar, and I'm confident that there are listeners all across the country putting it on their calendar. We're going to be praying for you and your 11-year-old grandson on the 12th that uh, justice will prevail, that uh, this will be a turning point for you, for him, and that the Lord will be uh, visible and present, and you will know that the hand of God is touching this situation. Oh, thank you. Before you got on the on to talk to me, I had a vision of I was. It was funny. The father said Mary at the cross because that's what I seen. I I I seen Mary crying for her son. Yeah. And I thought Mary went through so much to watch this her only child suffer so bad, and I can do it too. I mean, I get beat down by my grandkids, my daughter flipped out on the court and said she hated me and, and I and I can't it's not about me it's not about them it's about a little boy who wants a happy life yeah and not be threatened and not be terrorized anymore yeah well, Sam, God bless you. And Father Matthew, uh, just uh, just listening to the story, talking about doubt today, this is when uh, we all turn to God, whatever our doubts are, whatever the situation, and trust that God is in the middle of this. Trust that God is in the middle of it. And, and even as Sam mentioned, when she talked about Mary and Mary, you know, crying, and, you know, one of the most piercing words of the scriptures is when when Jesus encounters the situation where his, his good friend Lazarus has died, and, and it's the shortest verse in the scripture, and Jesus wept, and Jesus wept. And I think, like you said, Jesus is in the middle, and Jesus is not indifferent, and his heart, uh, his heart is moved. Yeah. 
Sam, God bless you. A lot of people praying for you and this uh, little uh, this little guy uh, on uh, today and really uh, October twelfth as well. But uh, and uh, let us know what happens. Uh, I've asked that a lot. Don't always hear from our listeners, but if there's a follow up, uh, we, we'd love to hear about that. But thank you for joining us. On the program today, Father Matthew Witter, our spiritual director. Not a lot of time left, but let's take one more phone call at least. Uh, Mary Ann, listening in Minnesota. Thank you for the call. Thank you for waiting. Welcome to the program today. Yes. Um, good morning. Um, this is my first time calling, though I've listened for several years. And um, I called in. I'm calling in reference to um, a previous caller who talked about um, her um, kind of close experience to Jesus, um, the cross story. And um, my son was murdered five years ago, and he was an exceptional, beautiful, wonderful person, only 24 years old. He was going to be going to adoration yet that night, but he was killed in his home. Somebody approached him, supposedly asked for a glass of water, but um, we were told that people go around knocking on doors, and if nobody's home, go in and steal. And this guy came prepared to kill. And our son was hammered, hammered to death. And anyway, so it's been five years, and um, my best times are basically when I can cry, because that's the most true. And anyway, once this summer... When I was crying, it came across to me that um, the saying of whatever you do to the least of those of these, you do to me. And the, the fact that, um, you know, like to know God is to love God, or when you know somebody, you can more tangibly, you know, in reality, love them or whatever. It just all connected so that in my love and sorrow for my son, um, it's like also doing that to Jesus. Yeah. Well, Marianne, that's, that's a powerful experience. If, if I heard you right when you mentioned about, you know, the times that you, that you cry and, and that happens, I think you said, I, I just cry because that's the most uh, true. And uh, that's a beautiful s- sense of... Um, how do you say it, authenticity in the spiritual life. And, and it seems like in the midst of those tears, what you're, what you're relating to us is that in the midst of those tears, you know, Christ has, has met you with, with a, deeper, a deeper awareness, a deeper sense of, of his presence, of, of that situation. Um, mm. Can I ask, how, is your, how do you keep your faith strong? Because you, you strike me as a woman that's, you've endured a, a terrible, horrendous, you know, unspeakable act of violence in your family, and yet it seems like you have a, a faith, a, you know, a deep faith. What, is, what has kept you close to Jesus? Um, well, we have been, um, you know, regular churchgoers, and, and I tried to raise the kids well, and, and I was like a catechist you know, the years that they were in religion and such. And, um, in fact, once when my so my son graduated from college in 2013, and once when he was home, he was working out of state as a civil engineer. And once when he was home, 
um, I had the relevant radio station on, and and they were fundraising, and I asked him, well, do you want to donate? He said, yeah, and he contributed at a dollar-a-day level, and he was just a really wonderful son, um, the biggest smile, biggest heart, um, and fun. He liked to do pranks. And, you know, um, we, you know, do rosary and chaplet and such, and I tried to, like, go to a local mother perpetual help with, you know, my son and daughter already, and and my son was in Bible groups through and after college. He had gotten the Bible as a confirmation gift, and I don't know, it's just part of our life, and I guess we're in a very sorrowful part, and it was like our lives were kind of going up, 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 and, you know, just getting better and better, and and then all of a sudden this, and it was like we fell from a mountaintop, and... My son had just come back from a Peru mission trip, and he said it was easier going up than coming down, and I can quickly compare that to life. It is, you know, as you're climbing, it seems like you're more in control and have control, and something like this, you're totally left in a free fall. And, and it is a cross because it's nothing you can do about it anymore because the deed is done. Yeah, wow. Well, Mary Ann, God bless you. Uh, we are uh, running out of time today. And uh, Father Matthew, I wish we had more time to yep. deal with uh, some of these calls today. Uh, we are limited on time as we uh, are every day, but uh, we need to wrap things up. As you know, we'd like to close with a final blessing for all of our listeners. Jesus, we ask that you would just pour out your love, your mercy upon our callers. We pray over the listening audience and that God would bless us this day, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Matthew Witter, always a pleasure to have you on the program. Thanks for joining us today, and uh, we will see you next time. Thanks to Father Matthew. Thanks to all of you for joining us on the program today as well. Stay tuned. Father Daniel Schuster celebrating Mass at the top of the hour. We are back again tomorrow. See you then. Day 21, Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us. We've all heard stories about how a mother can have almost superhuman strength when it comes to protecting her young child. Well, Our Lady has more than superhuman strength when it comes to protecting us. She has supernatural strength. So if you need something, pray the rosary every day for that intention. There's a story that's told about a handsome young man who married a beautiful young woman and then shipped off to war a few days later. Away from his bride in the terrible jungles of the South Pacific, they'd pray the rosary for each other every night. That mutual daily recitation of the rosary for each other became their lifeline for hope. Four years later, he returned, safe and sound, after World War II from the jungles of New Guinea, one of the few men of his company to survive. And he credited all to Our Lady, the Virgin Most Powerful, and the daily recitation of the rosary. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for the Church and our nation.